You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about a deep dive on type two of the Enneagram. So thankful we get to talk about this amazing type. I know we've all had amazing experiences with twos, and some of you are twos listening and have the benefit of being in a relationship with the two. So we are just going to find all of the treasures. We're going to dig really deep. So be ready for that. And one of the things that we always have to keep in mind is that we're all doing the best we can and that we need to give ourselves grace. Even if we hear something that stings a little bit, maybe we save that information and journal about it a bit before we share it with a spouse or partner. But at any rate, you are an amazing person. If you are too listening or whoever you are, you're doing your work and that's impressive. So good job to you. Keep up the great work. And I want to start us with a quote for our type two deep dive here. The quote I'm going to pick is from the late Mother Teresa of Calcutta. The quote is, I can do things you cannot. You can do things I cannot. Together we can do great things. I really like that quote because it encompasses the very heart of a two that is keeping us together. If you notice, it says, together we can do great things. And I think that's one of my favorite things about the twos in this world is you guys keep us together. You really value togetherness and you make it a priority. And when some of us would rather run away, you bring us back. You call us to gather and to meet. And there's nothing higher than that social instinct and togetherness. And I know a few of you introverted twos are now saying, wait a second, not all of us. But I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. I know you still have a heart for relationship, even if you're introverted. Maybe it's just one or two people. But thank you for bringing us together, twos. And as we learn together and talk about the two at its best and then as less healthy moments, as well, we see that um, it's just so important that we honor all the gifts out there. So I'm excited to talk with you guys about twos today. Don't forget that as Jen and I go over so many things in this little next half hour to 45 minutes that you guys would also keep in mind that we have very in-depth deep dives on the Enneagram and Marriage website for you also so that if you want to really take even more time through case studies and through walking more specifically through tips and relaxation exercises and learning more about subtypes and learning more about the type through various stages of marriage, then you're going to want to grab that. So this is a tool. That's a tool. We'll learn together through either way. And you also know that I've got another episode on twos where I talk about twos with every single type back in season one and two of the podcast. So don't forget if you're newer to the podcast, I have a lot of episodes right at the beginning as well. And so I hope you guys love this. Let's dig in together. Hey, Jen, thank you so much for joining me today on the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I am so happy to be here today because I love our topic. We're talking about twos today and who doesn't love a two? Oh my gosh. We have so many wonderful twos that work with us as well, don't we? We were just talking about Melissa and how awesome she is. Yes. I feel like a lot of people are like, I know a two, I am a two, or my mom's a two. Someone in their life is a two. So everyone needs to hear this. That's true. Your mama, what a wonderful two in your life. And then Glenda on our team as a trauma therapist. And I'm sure many of our listeners, their wives, their moms themselves or husbands. Yes, that is true. We cannot leave the men out because like we've talked about in the past, the types are not gender specific. 
so we can have mail twos as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. So we're going to talk about all things today too. And we're just grateful that you are here joining us for that. So I really want to give a little bit of an overview on two. What questions do you have for me about two at the beginning, Jen? And I know you can contribute as well because you're one of the Enneagram and Marriage Certified Coaches also. Yeah. So I think we definitely need to go into the overview of the two, everything about it. And then I think it's so useful just to talk about the passions, the fixations and the virtues, because I think that really helps people also to figure out if they are a two, if they are trying to figure out what type they are, and maybe they're torn between two different types or a few. And so if we go through those, I think it could help narrow it down for them as well. Okay. That's a great idea. And I really love to start with some of the strengths of each type. Twos are amazing at being helpers and givers and befrienders. And I really love the name giver for two. And I I know we said last week with our one episode, don't be totally attached to the name, but more of the traits. And as we're going to talk up deeper, but I just love how they're such givers. And when a two is at their best, they're just genuinely giving because they love it because they've gotten back to their beautiful God-given essence. And they're just shining out of that with a heart for others. And so there's nothing more beautiful. And I think we all want to, at least I've talked a lot about it on other podcasts, have a bit of a two piece of us. I think it's kind of the femininity along with type four, a little bit, we talk about that. There's this nurturing quality to two-ness that I think everyone espouses to a degree, but for some reason, twos have either held on to it or just been gifted with it. And it's just such a brilliant exuding of love. And I'm sure you've noticed that with the twos in your life. Yes. They just, when they're healthy, they just exude joy. You're exactly right. And I was thinking about a woman at church who does the coffee And she just has such joy coming out of her to just serve people coffee and to chat with them. And you can tell she's just so healthy and she's taking care of herself first so that she can help to serve and take care of others. And it's a beautiful thing to say. That is amazing. And that is really a role you're going to see a lot of twos take on is hospitality teams. That's not going to be the only role, but a lot of twos are comfortable not in a leadership position because they don't feel they have to have that position. They want to give. But what's really beautiful to me is to see a two step into leadership because I think they're some of the most qualified leaders out there. They have a beautiful energy physically, usually, and unless they're totally tired out, which we'll talk about. But I think that when a two is getting some rest and self-care, they are actually awesome leaders. And especially as they begin to develop their thinking skills. So we're going to talk a little bit about about the vices and passions of a two. And as you said, the fixation, because those are important for twos and family members of twos to understand as they're digging deep with us. So first of all, the passion or vice of a two is pride. And it isn't a pride about necessarily feeling better than others, but it can come into that space. It's also a pride though, that more entails I'm God's right hand helper and I am needed in this world more than other people. So it might not be intrinsic worth. It might be more of a, I'm needed here. And without me, everything's going to fall apart. And while that's beautiful, and sometimes I'm sure true because they've remembered times in their lives when things have fallen apart, when they didn't help. I think it's also important to let God be God, just like we told with type ones. And it's not necessarily that unsimilar to one in that way. The two has to remember that they're beloved and that they get rest and Sabbath, even if 
things do fall apart. And that is part of life that sometimes we see that there's a cycle of life that involves all the seasons, including the seasons of loss and darkness and us not being able to meet every need. And that's right where every single one of us has to put our own oxygen mask on um, instead of pridefully giving and saying, I have to do more. I have to do more, especially if other people around at twos want to relate so well. So I always want to remind twos when other people see you being human, it gives them permission to move toward you, which is the goal. So the goal for a two, they're thinking, I just want to draw people in because I have a heart of love and I really want people to connect with me. And this is a heart type along with threes and fours. Um, so it is really important that they realize when the pride is strong and these, these passions or vices, they stay pretty close to us. So it's probably, if you're listening and you're a two, it's probably there with you right now, even a little bit. Um, you might be a little bit annoyed with hearing us say you can't do more. Um, and so you're going to have to judge the level. We can't do that for you, but we just want you to know your goal of moving people towards you in love will be even greater when you start in this wonderful virtue of humility saying, Oh my gosh, I, I cannot do it all. And I, do need help sometimes or rest and then not getting stuck in the fixation of flattery. And the flattery takes the form for the two, as you know, Jen, of, of just really telling people what you think they want to hear. And as a two, or if you have a two for a spouse, you know, twos are very good at reading the needs of others, not perfect, but very good very attuned. Um, and so when they believe that they know what another needs, they might give it without being asked, which is beautiful. But then there might come this expectation with that flattery of now, what are you going to do with me and for me? Because I usually need connection and time and words of affirmation or whatever their gift is, whatever their love language is, they're indicating that they want it back. And sometimes they can get really upset if the person doesn't give it back because they're like, I gave to you and you didn't give back to me. Does that make sense? Yes, completely. And I've noticed that too, with some twos where they're constantly giving, even if they're not asked and that causes some problems sometimes in relationships, but it also is they want something in return and it's their love language. And if they don't get it, they feel empty. And there's nothing worse than feeling empty as a two or as any type, you want to feel fulfilled and you want people to give back to you, but you also can't have that expectation when you give. Right. And that is really uh, at the bottom of all of this is faith. And that's where a lot of people might say, why are you bringing faith in? Because at the Enneagram, at the bottom of it, it bottoms out. There is a hole between four and five at the bottom. If you look even at the physical Enneagram, and we really do have this issue with when I can't do anymore, when my people don't meet me where I need, this is where God comes in. And so that is an important space for a two to reflect when their family and spouse don't meet their needs. And it is actually great for them to directly just say, this is my need. So that's very important. And we're going to talk more about that in conflict, conflict month. So stick around. If you're somebody who's just listening to these deep dives, we do all kinds of shows to help you through marriage conflict. But in general, as a two, remember that it's so important for you to be direct and to understand that when your spouse or friends have a different way of giving, loving, and serving, even if it's not directly towards you, that they're still doing good in the world. Um, and that's helped a lot of twos immensely that I've done coaching with. Yes. And I was just going back to what you said about speaking up. It is so hard for a two to speak up and say what they need, but it's a matter of practicing that. And once they start speaking up for what they need, it becomes a little bit easier and they can practice it in small ways so that it 
can become something they get used to, especially in their marriage, asking for what they need, which is really hard for them. Yeah, it is because as children, we love to talk a little bit about the etiology in both our deep dives that we love for you to grab at enneagramandmarriage.com. But I'm going to go into it a little bit here that a lot of twos felt a little bit of neglect from sometimes it's thought father figure, but I've met with a lot of twos actually. And I just want to add this in that sometimes it's a mother figure that wasn't able to nurture them. Maybe the mom was a codependent also in the sense that twos can be very dependent on others' opinions and perspectives. And maybe they were parented this way. And we all know we have these shadows over us sometimes or layerings from our family, and it can be great layerings and a little less healthy because we all are wired to look around for danger. And and so there was obviously a protective layer there and probably at some level, a loving parent. And if not, then the two is really wise to do some trauma work around that. And sometimes either way needs trauma work. But at the end of the day, it's important for the two to realize, like you said, you are worthy of speaking up and your love and worth do not just come from serving, loving, and giving, even if that's the only way you got attention as a child. Yes. And I think that's one thing that some twos just need to hear. You are worthy just as you are, not what you do, not how much you give, not even how much you volunteer or serve at the church. You are just worthy as you are. You have to do nothing. Our twos need to hear that. Yes. So we love you guys. And we want you to know that you guys are amazing just as you are. And we love to see you working on those passions and fixations by giving out of your beautiful, loving heart, and then stopping when you're already feeling a little bit depleted and saying, okay, it's time to slow down. I'm noticing my body. And now I'm going to set a boundary. And we'll talk more about that when we get into specific marriage tips. What other questions do you have about two? So can you tell us a little more about their blind spots in marriage? What are those? Absolutely. Well, twos have blind spots that they are looking for more love from their spouse, but they don't usually have much time for their spouse because once they start moving in the direction of their missions each day to give love and serve, they often are quite at it, just going at this big pace. And you can picture Martha as a, an analogy from the Bible. She's running all over and, and Jesus comes and he's not a husband, but he comes as a friend and says, come on, hang out with me. And she's like, I'm busy. I'm serving. And that's often where you'll see too, even, and their beautiful hosting is doing dishes, moving things around, making sure everybody's happy when the spouse And this blind spot with their family is really that family member just wants time with them. So sometimes I notice a way for twos to do that is to spend time reading together. A lot of twos love to read to their children. A lot of twos love and learn just to open their mind up at the same time. A lot of twos love to uh, read with their spouses or watch favorite shows while cuddling because it keeps them distracted and doing pleasurable activities. Twos and sevens and nines really love pleasurable hedonistic activities. So it's like, oh, I get to have fun. I maybe get to have my snacks, get to read a book. One of these things they find with somebody can help them avoid this blind spot of staying too busy and frenetic. Another way for, for doing that, however, is getting up early and planning out their day with some boundaries in the day, knowing, okay, my spouse comes home between six and eight at night, or maybe it's the afternoon we have together or a morning hour or the weekend, whenever it is, it's truly carved out time just for the two of you, instead of just thinking that the spouse will want to go serving with you. 
That makes a lot of sense. And now that you said about when a two is healthy, can you tell us more about the arrows and how the twos can move to use their arrows in healthy ways? Absolutely. So the two has connection points to four and eight. And when they're less healthy, they're going to spend time thinking I am ranking myself above others or below possibly on a bad day. And then that's what fours typically do, except fours are a little harder on themselves generally even. Um, So Fours and twos can both do this, but that is not a tip we want the two to take from the four. We want them to instead allow themselves to receive the creativity and even a little bit of selfishness from that four angle of knowing that they're important too. And to many people in therapy and coaching, they're in a two position when they come to see me. I don't know why, even if they're not twos, a lot of people just come in and they're just off balance and they're not replenishing. So it's just that moment in any person or the two's life to say, I need some self-care. Fours are generally good at going within, getting some self-care, contemplating. That's a good space for a two. And even just to add in a rich inner thought life by journaling and especially speaking out loud, their verbal processors typically to themselves in the car, on a piece of paper, to their spouse, if their spouse will let them, to a best friend. I do that with my two very dear friends, Stacy. She's always wanting to just verbally process when we talk. And I do the same back to her. So we do that for each other. So find a friend or a spouse or a counselor or coach to do that. We have the great team, including Jen of ENM certified coaches who love to do that with you. And then when they're moving to their eighth space, now they've taken time and thought they've got this inner life developed all of a sudden their self-esteem is no longer only contingent on what others think of them. And just like eight, they're emboldened because they're aware of their gifts and they're aware of what they want and they have direction and they have presence. And so that's why I was saying earlier, our twos actually make great leaders. If they develop that confidence and if they are able to believe that they are truly worthy, then I agree with you. They can be amazing leaders. And so the arrow, the path of the arrows is really helpful in allowing them to do that. Yes, it really is. And I'm so glad when a two wants to know more. So thank you for helping them to know about the arrows. And they're just complementary types. Basically, if you're like, what are arrows? You don't need to worry about them beyond that. Just these are complementary types for the two to, to learn more about those traits. So now that you said something about arrows, what about wings? How can the twos better balance their wings? And what are they? So twos really work with their wings. These are other complementary types and they can learn some of the behaviors of these types. So wings are whichever, uh, if you look at the Enneagram map, the types on either side of you. So for a two, it's going to be types one and three. So that means these are also pretty complementary types to a two and they can learn a lot from the one and the three. And it's a common misnomer that we really want to lean on one or the other and just claim, name it and claim it. I'm a this or I'm a that. And we all do it to a degree. Like I'm a two wing one or I'm a two wing three. But what's even better is if you just focus in on the best of both and a nice, anyone can do this in any way, by the way, but a nice route to think about it and to check yourself with it is to ask yourself if you're taking on the traits of a healthy one, which is kindness and care and goodness and justice and fairness and being detailed and taking time for yourself to get things done in action versus the unhealthy one of being critical and judgmental and maybe ranking yourself as superior for the social one. And that can be a common um, blend for a two because twos are generally very social. So you just avoiding those parts of one, putting on the best of one, and then heading over to three next and saying, okay, now that I've gotten organized, 
how am I doing with sharing out in the world? And that can be very daunting for a two who, like we said, takes this giver and server role, but how we can flip the switch a little bit is you're still giving and serving as a three. That's what threes do when they're at their best. So you get to give and, and share gloriously. But the cool thing is instead of coming from a better than place, there's this deep sense for the two that they don't have to compete, that they don't have to be the best, that just putting out who they are and what they do without any inner motivations attached for getting other people's love is just a, it's a gorgeous thing to see. And it's going to attract so many people because it's also paired with the humility that God could stop you at any moment. Every breath is a gift. You're giving while you have breath. You're taking rest every day. You're being humble with your friends about your journey so far. I was recently talking to a two and saying, you know, have you shared your legacy story in the hard places? And they hadn't. So it was a good reminder for them to share the hard parts of the story so that people could relate to them. Now that they're in that three space, people are really listening, like, wow, you've become this amazing person and maybe even leader. And yet you are human too. And you are broken like me and we can both relate and understand that we're not perfect. Oh, that is beautiful. And that just reminded me of something too, is I think twos would be really good at writing down their legacy story. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of this, but there is a company called StoryWorth and you actually get a question emailed to you each week and you write the response to it. And then at the end of the year, they put it together and they make a book, which is basically your legacy book. And funnily oh, enough, my mom, who is a two, bought this for my husband and I for Christmas. And in fact, I just want to re-gift it back to her because I think it would be wonderful for her to be able to answer these questions and journal about it because part of it is, she maybe has never been asked these questions, but maybe she's never really taken the time to give really good answers for these. So I think it would be really good to just as a two be able to write or like you said, verbally process. I do too. And I think that's, yeah, that's a beautiful way to do it. And I think that writing it out, even in a Google doc, uh, grief, growth, grace sometimes is uh, headings that I give to my clients if they're writing out their narrative. That's the story that I wrote when I was walking through my process when I was in a very two state of sometimes twos deal with shame and sadness because they're in that heart triad and they're feeling like they have to look to others for their worth. And we, I hit that space when my mom had a terrible stroke because she had been such a, a healthy inspiration in my life. And when a two goes through a trauma or just having an unhealthy season, they might need to remember where did I come from and how am I growing and what are my gifts and writing it down in this legacy format like you've got here is just such a great way. But we just encourage you to, to take some time in the morning to do this work later in the day. This is going to open you up for so many relationships to be healthy. And yes, you won't be able to have them all, but probably more than the average person, because you really do have a great capacity for, for friendship. Yes. Oh, that is wonderful. So that actually brings me to my next question is what are some tips for some twos in marriage? Well, aside from the basics of learning to set boundaries and, and learning to make space and time for your spouse and not asking your spouse to love you only in the ways that you think they need to, it's accepting the love that they give and choosing with gratitude to see the love your spouse is giving you. Another way the spouse of a two can help a two in marriage is to leave them a voice message that they can keep pl playing and listening to when you're not together and sending them messages. Obviously, we're going to be talking 
talking about love languages on this podcast and we already have, and we're, we're talking about them again very soon with Trudy, because we're, we're going to learn some very interesting things about love languages, but I want to give you guys the sense Ooh. that it's important that you really do spend time learning each other's love languages, but also just receiving the ones that your spouse gives to you as love. And that will help a two a lot, believe it or not. Once they do that mental switch, they're a lot happier because they're like, oh, I was thinking they had to give in this one way, but I actually see because they can be thinking inhibited that they were missing Mm -hmm this thought life that would lead them to realize this, that their feelings as strong and beautiful as they are, don't have to completely guide them. And another thing that's helpful for what we're saying for the two to take some time out and instead, and if somebody asks you to do something, you can say maybe, or no, instead of just a yes, just let me check. And then maybe later say, no, that's so hard, but it's a better way to do it. Sometimes I think it gives you mental space once again, to stop and to consider, wow, I am just really loved and I see it and I'm savoring it versus seeking more and more love and attention. And just to stop and pause and reflect on the fact that you are already so loved just because you're you is a beautiful meditation for a two to do. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. I really, really like that. And so in terms of um, the healthiest a two can be, do you want to tell me a little bit about the levels of health? Sure. So a two, when they're really unhealthy is going to be leaning toward any number of anxiety or depressive or personality disorders. The histrionic personality disorder comes to mind. And you're going to hear that when I talk about subtypes in a couple minutes um, as well, but histrionic really means getting really dramatic when I don't get my needs met or laying on emotions so thick that I'm not allowing any healthy thoughts. in. it's, it's taking this space of not allowing thoughts to Um, be in charge in the front of emotions. I like to think of it a bit as a train that your thoughts have to be in front and your emotions are there and they're important and they need addressing. Just, you can imagine the engineer of the train going back and checking on everything, but what has to lead are healthy thoughts. My spouse loves me. The narrative I tell myself about my marriage and my family is that we all have gifts. No one's better than others. We all need rest. We all need boundaries. When that is flowing, a two is at their prime health, but when it's not flowing, the engines are all bumping into each other and there's a personality disorder. There's this disjunction going on within the whole train and there's this forgetting and there's this urgency of pushing for love through these dramatic explorations with people. And it can even come off as another personality disorder. Some of you have heard about borderline um, where you're acting really erratic with those you love in a push pull kind of a way. And so it can get very ugly and messy and even brutal at times and abusive where a two can maybe has been abused and now is abusing others. So it's, it's not something we like to face, but we need to at least look at that to say, if we're not taking good care of ourselves, these things can happen. But as we get healthier and we manage our thoughts and our emotions and a two doesn't just take time to tend to others' emotions, but their own and allows in some of their own sadness and mourning and gives themselves permission to be human and to make mistakes and to rest and to even enjoy some of their own hobbies without their spouse 
there's this confidence, like I said, that comes on and it's very attractive. And I want to encourage you that when there's a healthy two, I don't know anyone who's more attractive to their spouses. Spouses are generally very attracted to healthy twos. So if you can manage that and nobody's saying be perfect with it, but just own your mistakes, own your flaws, take deep breaths, take pauses so that you don't end up on that manipulative harder side. And what would you tell a two who's having a really hard time with self-care? So I have talked with quite a few twos that just have a really hard time taking care of themselves and they don't want to take the time to do that. What would be some good first steps for them? Something I remind twos because they're still caring of others is people are watching you and you're an example to others. And do you want others to take care of themselves? And they do. They're like, of course, I don't want anyone to fall apart. And so what's really interesting and important is that they realize that they have to model it for others and that allows them to give themselves self-care because they're like, oh, I'm doing it for others. (laughs) Yes. Especially if they have children, they want to model it for their own children. That is a great advice. Okay. And then what is a good first place? So if they see it in that way, I think it helps to reframe their mindsets. And then what are some easy things that they could do to start out with? Or do you think it's just nuanced depending on the person? I think that it's nuanced, but here's a beautiful tip for marriage. Your spouse will so respect you when you start to show self-respect. And what you really want is your spouse, not just to love you and think you're beautiful, but to actually think that you're another human with whom they can have a really great conversation and be respecting of. And so when you say, I like this book and it's not a book they told you about, when you say, I researched this in interesting recipe, or when you say, I, I watched something on TV that was educational, it's showing your spouse that you have interests outside of them. That is very attractive because we want our spouses to be interested in us for more than just objects. And unfortunately, when a two isn't as healthy, that's exactly what can happen is, oh, mm-hmm. you're this archetype of a nurturing person who's perfect and meets all my needs perfectly. And their spouse doesn't really see them as their own entity. So it's just such a beautiful tip for life and marriage to just involve their mind in educational pursuits and finding things that they like. And I think that's just so attractive and magnetic for their spouse. Also, it's helpful for them to pursue body interests and to take time for workouts. And yes, people say do them with others because twos love others, but just to have some time doing some workouts on your own, maybe with music is a great place to start for a two also, or a workout video, because it gives you a chance to sit with just yourself for a little bit and then tell your spouse about it. And I've also seen twos who say to their spouses, you know, I got involved with another group of friends outside of you. And that's a very attractive for their spouse to a degree because their spouse is like, okay, good. They're not pushing me too hard. They have others. But like I said before, you don't want that to go too far either because now the two is out whining and dining with friends all the time. Twos can actually struggle with a lot of wine and vibing because it's a very social way to hang out. So they want to get self-care. They don't want to over drink. They don't want to over hang out. It's learning moderation. Yes, that is so good. We all need to remember moderation anyway. And so one thing we didn't get to talk about is the subtypes of two. Yes. So that's a big thing for twos. Some of them I feel like are bigger than others. And I feel like with subtypes, twos really distinguish even more growth for you. So if you've already heard up to now, I think there might even be some more nuanced growth here. And then also even more nuanced growth when you decide and find 
who your spouse is as a type, then you guys can continue the growth process. But I really want to stop to say that the self-preserving two is the counter type of the two, because instead of always giving, they really do like to receive and, and they do give too. to be honest. I really notice, um, you know, one of my favorite Enneagram twos out there be chestnut and she's going to be on the podcast soon. She's a self-preserving two, and she does like to be cared for. And she has talked about being a two who needed to say that she needed people to take care of her for many years, but she also gives very well to this community of people who are studying the Enneagram. And I just, I just know that self-preserving twos that I know are very good givers too, but there's a huge element of childlikeness to them. And so there's a sense of care for me because I'm charming and I'm cute and I'm immature. So you can see why I'm telling twos in general, develop your mind because people are going to respect you and like you and feel less pressured from you. If you're not just in this pleasure oriented, I need to be treated because I did one little thing. So it's kind of saying, you know, you don't get a cookie every time. And I say this to sevens too, and myself too, you don't get a reward every time you do anything good. You have to keep giving, loving and serving too, in order to just live. That's part of survival. And you can't just rely on somebody else for your survival. Now, the sexual too has the femme fatale sort of facade. Um, and it doesn't mean that all are exactly this dramatic, but when we talked about the histrionic dramatic too, we think about a two who says, I can have anyone to be my sexual conquest and I can get not just my husband or wife, but any husband or wife. And I've seen this with both male and female twos where the pride, that vice gets in such a way that they cannot be satiated anymore with just one person. So at this point, they might need to go to an addiction group. Um, and there are some great addiction groups out there, some 12 step groups, whatever the addiction is, if it's anything to do with this area of sex. And it's so important for them to realize you could lose your family. There's another great group out there, Codependence Anonymous, um, where they can really do some work on working on this sexual subtype, which is I have to have everybody. I can't just be pleased with one. And that's not everybody's sexual subtype, but that's how it tends to show up in the wrong ways for a two. In the healthy ways, it shows up in just looking gorgeous, getting out there and showing that you're vibrant and being interested sexually with your spouse or your mate. And it's, you know, it's usually a big personality where there's a lot of color and a lot of vocality and interesting uh, makeup or, or attire, a creative type. And then lastly, we have the social two, which is known as as well as with the social one and with the eight to be a very leadership oriented to often mistaken for a one or an eight and or a three. And this two loves to lead usually social kind of reforms and, and really is doing great work, but they can be bossy. So on the hard side for them, it's that they have to really work on letting others give. As we, we said earlier, this is the two that can, can say, no, you've got to give me in this way and, and really needs to just take a step back and say, okay, God, you know, what do you have for me today? I'm not going to push or manipulate anybody, but here are my needs and here's how I'm hoping to meet them. And I'm going to meet some of them myself by resting, even though I may want to save this entire orphanage of people. So 
I think it's important for this too, to realize that God is God and, and he will use a variety of people in a variety of ways. And you don't have to tire yourself out, your spouse out. You need rest and comfort also. And that's the nice thing about it too, is they really do like comfort. So if you can give them permission and remind them to do this, and they can take, like you said, Jen, so well, those baby steps to setting the boundaries, then they can, they can move beautifully. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. And so before we move into any final relationship growth reminders, do you think that there is anything you you would add about it too that we didn't cover yet? I think I would just add that twos can be some of the most beautifully and kind um, giving people in the world, but they can also be among the hardest. I noticed that Don Riso, the late Don Riso in his book says that twos can be the greatest and, and also the most infamous in the opposite direction of the types. And so that's just something for you to know if that's your type is I really have this beautiful gift that's possible, but I could be dealing with treachery also. So I really want to give my heart over to faith also at some point. And I'm not judging you if you don't have a faith life, but I think that's a beautiful space to dedicate every single day as a two is to say, it's not about me. It's God's going to take care of me, even if the other people don't do what I ask. Um, and, and look at the capacity. I think a great two for us to, as we end, think on is mother Teresa, who really was able to give out so beautifully, but it was not about her. It was just about the love that she shared. And she wasn't trying to be over anyone. It was just flowing from her. And that is the coolest thing. So however you're going to show up in the world, just make sure you're getting healthy so that you can show up beautifully. And I think the world is at your fingertips when you do that, but you're sharing it with others. And now all these friends are coming your way and you're not just getting conquests or romantic relationships or being the the best spouse kind of person on uh, Instagram or Facebook or wherever you're showing up socially, but you're being honest and authentic and your friends are like, oh my gosh, he or she is real. They struggle too. It's just, you can't lose if there's that humility attached. Yes. And what better way for them to give back to the world by showing all of that? Because there's a lot of other types that need those qualities that are striving for those qualities. So if a two is out there showing those qualities in just humility, it is such a beautiful thing for other people to pick up on. Mm. And it's so captivating for their spouse because they're like, oh my gosh, like I really do have the best spouse because she doesn't think the highest of herself or his, you know, himself. And like I said, I've seen it go both ways. Um, They don't have to have all the attention. They can share it. And I mean, and that is just a beautiful sight to behold. So I'm really happy that I have lots of twos in my life. My closest friends tend to be twos. I've really lucked out. And I'm really grateful. So yeah, that's my take on twos today. Oh, that was wonderful. And I know so many people are going to be blessed by this. That is absolutely amazing. And I know we all have twos in our lives. So we'll all have people we can share it with and just remember how good they are and how much they teach us every day. Yes. And if this felt like a lot or heavy, make sure that you take some time with the actual deep dive PDF form so that you can dig deeper. Even we have so many case studies. We have twos in every season of marriage details. We have so many more communications tips for you, for your spouse, for your wings, for your arrows, all of it. Yes. And I think you're right. A lot of this is hard for people to digest right away. And Mm -hmm. so clients have said, well, they read through it and then they have to go back and they have to look at it. And I suggest once you get the PDF, just take your time with it and digest it slowly because there is just so much. And 
some of it we just need to really think about deeply. And if we're not a thinking type, that can be challenging. So take your time with these deep dives. Yes. Get active in your body and in your mind. You're already so beautifully active in your your heart. And we just love you so much too. We believe in you. Yes, Tuz, we love you. Thank you for all you do. And you too, Jen, with your beautiful oh, two wings. Thank you. You too, Krista. Thanks. One last thing as we wrap up on our twos, I want to remind you guys as twos, one more little reminder is that if you end up feeling like you already gave so much and you just want to keep giving and you can't get out of the cycle of giving and maybe you're like, I don't have a next generation legacy to give to, or at least not yet. I think that another motivation for you to get some self-care and relaxation is to know that you yourself are worth it, A, and B, you yourself are going to go on a lot longer and a lot brighter when you give rest because we can all tell when somebody's giving out of lack and when somebody's giving out of fullness. So the more you take care of yourself in balanced ways, including emotional processing of your own emotions and allowing some tears in, allowing yourself to experience and to process with thinking and journaling, the more you do that and come to these healthy conclusions and get that release, the more you're going to be naturally brighter for others. And in your serving, people are going to say, what is that extra pep in your step? And you're like, I'm balanced. I'm good. I had a good cry. I rested. I I took care of me, not in just a pleasurable way of hedonism, but I, I truly balanced myself and I can tell and I can feel it. So that's my hope for you. That's my prayer for you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You know where our deep dives are at enneagramandmarriage.com. You know where the other podcasts are. Please like and subscribe to our Instagram page and our Facebook group and make sure you leave a review at Apple Podcasts so that others can find us as well as at Spotify. Okay, I'll see you guys later. Love living intentionally with you. 